0: Mandalorian now. Oh, let me flip. You got to change, change voices. voices. Okay. Yeah, I got to get my Mando voice going.
1: <coughs> yeah.
0: Well, hey, welcome back to the Mandalorian After Show show with Brady and Ryan. i Brady. He's Ryan. Hello. A <laughs> little <laughs> bit of delay, but we're still good, Ryan. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> yeah, it's all right. I, no, but uh, hey, it's uh, we're glad to be with you we're still alive we're still going <laughs> it's been a while you know, maybe since you've heard from us but uh we still not
1: even know in a hundred years nobody will know
0: yeah they're, they're gonna not tell. gonna look at the dates we published these things you know so it's certainly not i us. don't <laughs> yeah <laughs> we'll be dead <laughs> that's a sobering well, thought actually but yeah. st- <laughs> so uh yeah let's get started here uh, ryan you actually watched uh this final episode of the behind the scenes thing literally i, I guess just a few minutes ago was that right uh well, yeah yeah a few hours Rewatched ago. it in a hundred years a
1: hundred years who's gonna know the difference but yeah <laughs>
0: <laughs> well uh why don't you tell me what you think first since it's a little more fresh on your mind so I watched it whenever it
1: came out and then I rewatched it in preparation for this and I did not remember anything about it. I was like, what even happened in this? And then when I started it, I was like, oh yeah, this is the one where Dave Filoni's really funny. And, uh, <laughs> That's every the-
0: episode.
1: Oh, it is. But no, this is one, um, it's called Connections. Uh, I don't remember if we mentioned that, but it's just how this movie connects with the other Star Wars stuff. and just They, they kind of touch on a lot of things, but um, yeah. this one is a... Uh, it doesn't really necessarily get into the nitty gritty of like the void or volume rather. And some of the other technical aspects, it's just kind of an overall kind of, I guess look into the culture of star Wars and how they tried to integrate that into the, the show. And I enjoyed it. I thought it was a lot of fun. I think it might be one of the longest, if not the longest is like 38 minutes or something like that. So yeah, they cover a lot of ground. Um, and it's just a lot of fun. Uh, Taika, I mean not Taika. Well, Taika's in it, but uh Filoni and and Favreau they go kind of uh, they go kind of nerdy on us, which <laughs> I enjoyed. And uh, yeah, it's fun.
0: Yeah, yeah, they really do get nerdy in this episode, and that's really cool. Just seeing like guys of that caliber who have like really you know made it to the high exactly. points of their career just like all nerding out and geeking out over Star Wars still
1: <laughs> yeah well there's the section in it where they're explaining the Wilro Hood um, fandom yeah. and, and like the thing and you can tell it keeps cutting over to like Bryce Dallas Howard and she's got this look on her face like
0: I, what? I, I, what? what and they're
1: just like going on and on and on about it
0: <laughs> yeah I did kind of notice uh, that and, too
1: and I, I do like the one part because found goes one of the highlights of Star Wars Celebration, and Filoni's like, "Well, I wouldn't say it's a highlight, but like the running of the Wilro hoods throughout Celebration." But Filoni's like, "I don't know if it's a highlight, but it's you know it's part of it."
0: Yeah, that was a funny part. um I I really enjoyed this episode. It to, to me, you know, it was kind of like the first episode. Uh, to me, you know, it's just. Kind of like what you said, it it was just kind of broad, touched on a bunch Mm -hmm. of different things, but didn't get really nitty gritty like uh, the other episodes did about, you know, the void and the cast and the directors and um, all that stuff. However, I I did really like this episode, uh, mainly because of its kind of central theme. And that's showing, you know, like it says in the title, all these connections this first season of the Mandalorian had to classic stuff in Star Wars lore and I, I loved what uh I think it was Filoni in this episode or no uh, it was a uh, Favreau said in this episode about how uh one of the things that has been in his mind about the show from the very beginning is I want to take the B characters you know all the characters who aren't Han or Luke or Leia, the B characters who are always in the background or just kind of get the side stories or uh, who are always uh, just like um, extras behind the scenes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I want to put them in the forefront of the show. And I love that. That's actually such yeah. a cool idea because to me, you know, our primary focus in Star Wars is always going to be, at least in the movies, you know, our main characters, Han, Luke, Leia, Ray, Finn, Poe, and Anakin, Padme, Obi-Wan. Um, however, with this show, it, it provides an opportunity to explore these other characters who I kind of think... Uh, make star wars star wars in a way exactly. you know these I aliens agree. these creatures the Ugnaughts, like you said uh, mandalorians you know uh, and i really like uh that mindset uh coming into this first season in seasons going on in the future i'd like to see that continue uh, to a certain mm-hmm. extent uh, kind of keeps
1: it grounded i think yeah like a bit. Yeah,
0: yeah i agree yeah and uh, i'd i'd love uh to in the future to see like new takes on these classic characters because like um you know mandalorians are basically or at least the mandalorian in season one was kind of like a rogue cowboy so what are like you know what's you know what's boba fett gonna be like in the future or something like that if he appears standard yeah
1: yeah exactly well and while you know luke and han and leia and those characters they're like what you I would say the heart of Star Wars but what makes the world of Star Wars so rich are these background characters you know these these characters are just these you know, they're just extras, basically. Mm-hmm. That's what people look at and they are like, whoa, what's the story with that guy? You know, and, <laughs> yeah. and that's what makes the Star Wars world so rich, in my opinion. So I yeah. do like that mindset going in. They use the analogy, which I kind of thought was funny about. It's almost like you're the little brother and the big brother took away all the cool toys and you're just <laughs> left with kind of like, you know, uh, you're, you're a Jawa and, and, you know, and maybe you've yeah. a Boba Fett out of there, but you just got these kind of random, you know,
0: nobody that, likes
1: toys. Yeah.
0: That, that was one of my favorite parts uh in this episode. Who was it saying that was that Favreau who said that?
1: I think it may have been Filoni, but I think it was, they were talking about a conversation that they had. Yeah. Early yeah. On about like kind of the direction of the show and stuff. But
0: yeah, that I really liked that part. And I love that analogy too. And, you know, in a way, um, two of my favorite people who have kind of worked on Star Wars over the past few years, definitely. I think John Favreau's uh, top of my list right now, he and Filoni together are just like, my gosh, they're geniuses. Um, but right below that, I uh, see a lot of, you know, what I see in this show. I see a lot of it in uh, Rogue One and it's that same yeah. thing. You know, there's this a clip from, Uh, Rogue One behind the scenes, like little snippet uh, where Gareth Edwards is talking about, you know, how uh, making Rogue One, he wanted to just use these characters like they were action figures and, you know, setting up uh, shots that way and thinking about how he would play with his action figures as a kid. I like that mindset, you know, when it comes to making this stuff, you know, it adds a certain... I don't know charm. I guess guess yeah, exactly.
1: It it is, and and I like how they embraced some of the imperfections of 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 this universe. And what I mean is, I thought this was interesting, and I think they said they did the same in Rogue One. But like with the AT ATs and the uh, the walkers. I'm sorry, I had I had a blank there. I'm like, what do you call them? Walker. That's right. (laughs) Um, They would take this the old stop motion footage of it and then cgi over the top of that so you get those random kind of like herky-jerky kind of Mm -hmm. uh, moments that are sort of inherent to stop motion animation and you translate that over uh, because if it's too smooth it doesn't look right and all that stuff so i like that i like that mindset yeah they're thinking about it thinking about it that's important
0: (laughs) Yeah, I also really like, was this in the last episode or was it? No, I think it was this episode where they showed um, John Noel just like doing stop animation in his garage.
1: <laughs> yeah, I think it was. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I really like that part. But um, I do too.
0: Uh, something else, you know, I, I think one of my favorite uh, parts about this whole behind the scenes series has been just hearing everything that. Dave Filoni has to say yes, <laughs> and he told a hilarious story about the day he was going to shoot his X-Wing uh, scene with you yeah. know the other two directors uh-huh. that was a great and hilarious story man because you know he he was very uncomfortable and like all day long that's all he could think about And like people would walk up to him and say hey you doing all right and he'd go Huh? What? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm all right. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And and then finally, it was like three o'clock in the afternoon, and he was like, you know, maybe I can uh, sneak out of here before uh, they uh, call me. And he says about that time, he got like a text or something from John Favreau, and uh, John was like, look, man, you need to get over here right now and do this.
1: (laughs) Yes. Exactly. uh,
0: Yeah, that was just a funny story, hearing about how nervous he was to shoot that scene.
1: (laughs) Well, I like to kind of in that story... um... Floney was like, man, I don't want to get crap from John Favreau for the rest of my life if I skip out on this because he always gives me he gives me grief anyway. And John made the joke about like it's just because he's jealous because Dave has a daytime Emmy and he doesn't. And stuff like that. And I just thought that was really good. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, that was pretty funny.
1: I like it when they're talking about IG88, um, and th- that they they're talking about how you know they were just basically putting up props behind Boba Fett and empire. And, but you're like, as a kid, you're looking at it and you're like, that is the coolest, most dangerous assassin droid in the world. And it's just, like, you know, like, he's so stoic. He doesn't even move, you know, <laughs> when he's just like bolted to the ground. Just, I thought that was funny.
0: Yeah. So, that was pretty and good. Cause,
1: Cause Favreau says something about like, he doesn't do anything, but he does something in your mind. Yeah. Amazing, amazing things in your mind as a kid. And I'm like, that sums it up. Yeah, you know, that's that's certainly the way I felt, you know, with my toys. And
0: oh, toys well, and heck stuff. yeah, me but too. Yeah, yeah. Uh, something else I really liked about this episode, and I'd been wait, kind of waiting for it all season long was uh, they finally got to the part. Uh, where you know one day they were shooting. It was the final episode uh, of the actual yeah. series they were shooting, and they needed more stormtroopers. They didn't have enough, so they called up the 501st. And I've I've been waiting to hear about this, you know, uh, this whole uh, behind the scenes series long, and it finally happened in this episode. And man, what a cool story! I mean, I know. Uh, say what you will uh, about you know the leadership at Lucasfilm right now. And, you know, some of the decisions they've made in the past, I'll, I'll say this much uh, when it when it counts, uh, I think they make some good decisions every now and then. And, yeah, <laughs> I think the credit for this one definitely goes to John Favreau and Dave Filoni, because they were like, yes. well, hey, why don't we just call the 501st? They'll exactly. Come. And that is so cool. You you can tell these guys care about the fans, especially Filoni. And yeah. um that that's just so cool. I will say. <laughs> I think the 501st, thank goodness, they're not an actual army because man, they got some logistics uh, issues. They had guys driving all the way from like San Francisco to LA.
1: <laughs> well, that's something I was going to bring up, man. I thought that was incredible because
0: I mean, I would do the same thing, but I'm just saying like why didn't you just round up some guys from like around the LA area?
1: <laughs> well, I yeah, I know, but that's what I thought was cool was that I knew about this story. Cause you had told me about it, that the, they got the five Oh first blah, blah, blah. But I thought they maybe just put out a kind of a casting call sort of been like attention all five Oh first, you know, come audition for the Mandalorian TV show. Mm-hmm. And I just assumed they got, tens of thousands of them and they just took like the first 300 or you know 100 and were like all right thanks for coming by everybody but these guys didn't know what they were doing yeah they, were they just thought, all the way from san francisco for, for all they knew for, it was just like some charity, a charity event, event. yeah or a hospital thing man like that's cool yeah that, know, they had no idea what they were getting into and, and but yet they were traveling from hours away and i don't know i just thought that was pretty sweet and, and kudos Yeah, go ahead, go ahead.
0: I was just going to say, kudos to those guys, for one, just for having... Um, just like we all do. I mean, just such a passion for star Wars that they're literally willing to drive, you know, six, seven hours away from six or seven hours away. And for like you said, for all they knew, they were just going to, you know, be doing a charity event or something like that. Um, and lo and behold, they get to be in a star Wars property. It's going to be something they remember for the rest of their lives and cherish for the rest of their lives. Um, but beyond that, I mean, Dave Filoni brought out a good point. All due respect to uh, all the great stuntmen in Hollywood and stuff like that. But these guys, they know how to act like stormtroopers on yeah, screen. They didn't
1: have to like train them or yeah. like, coach they them. They know how to
0: stand. They know how to aim their weapons. Where to hold their weapons. Yeah, I yep. thought that
1: was incredible. That's a great observation that I never even thought about. Yeah. But, um, and he also said too, I thought this was cool. That, you know, the idea of being in the 501st is to build a squadron you know, a screen accurate armor mm-hmm. or to have like a screen used piece or something like that mm-hmm. on your armor. But the minute that they're on rolled on film, you know, the minute that they're shot on film for the Mandalorian, their armor becomes screen used. Yeah. And I'm like, Oh, that's, that's sweet, man. Yeah, Honestly,
0: awesome. uh, the first time I watched, uh, that part, you know, a few weeks ago, <laughs> um, I I uh, actually got chills whenever he said that. I was like, I know, yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, Have I think you that's.
1: Have ever met any 501st guys like out in the wild at all, bro?
0: <laughs> well, you know, I saw one in the woods the other day, and I tried to track oh, him down. Oh, really? And, uh, he ran away. He scattered you up tried a tree. To, you
1: had your little slingshot, and you whipped <laughs> it around, but it went around your head. Oh no! It hit you in the face.
0: <laughs> personally, I know there joke, are. Though. Yeah, I know there are some five o first guys around here, like members of it. And mm-hmm. um, I personally have never met any of them. I've been to like uh, a couple of, like baseball games where it was Star Wars night, and like they had some stormtroopers there and a guy dressed up as uh, yeah. darth vader and that was kind of cool but yeah i've
1: had the opportunity just to meet a couple of them here and there i met a guy at a, a convention uh not too long ago we were standing in a long line to get in and he was like telling me like how he made his armor and stuff and he he had put he had like modified the inside of his helmet to put like a voice modulator in there so he sounded like one so it's it's just so cool man yeah and it was all personalized i mean and I was standing right next to, him. I look legit. It was so shiny. It was just, yeah, it was super mm-hmm. cool. So, and, yeah, uh, really into it, man. And cause that stuff, it's not comfortable and it's really hot, but yeah. out there, the convention and outside waiting in line. And, you know, I was like, Whoa, good for you, dude. I'm shorts <laughs> and a shirt and I'm wanting to, <laughs> I'm looking for relief. So,
0: yeah. yeah. Oh man. Something I totally forgot to mention a couple of minutes ago, uh, minutes ago, <laughs> Dude, the ice cream maker, (laughs) that was really, that was really cool. How they like went to that, like they had their uh, Lucasfilm had like their entire R and D departments trying to track down what kind of ice cream maker that was back in the day to make sure they made it look authentic as possible
1: i know i thought and they have it they have the
0: actual prop from the movie so that's even you know more cool
1: that's true yeah well i love you could tell john favreau was so proud of that he was like this is the greatest (laughs) deep he
0: was he was uh, once again just the passion for star wars is off the charts between him and filoni and it's just it's awesome i'm so i'm gonna tell you
1: I, on that note, I'm going to tell you my favorite little scene in this whole behind the scenes series was when he, Floney, I'm sorry, Favreau and George Lucas are sitting on set and he and uh, he's like, hey, did you, hey, George, did you see the blaster? He's like, yeah, I saw. And he goes, you know, that's, that's from, that's from you. That's canon. That's from the, uh, the, the holiday special. And he's like, he's like, that's, that's canon. And George is like. Mm, no not really <laughs> he's just like <laughs> but Je- Evra was so proud of that he's like oh this is going to be great he's going to notice this and George was like I didn't have anything to do with that. <laughs> which is well, true actually George has always been like ah it wasn't me I wasn't there
0: yeah 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 that was really funny <laughs> oh George Lucas he's Like, man, eh, not really, <laughs> yeah, God bless him. But, um,
1: George, cold bucket of cold water, Lucas,
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he will definitely, he definitely is a cold bu- bucket of water, will make you <laughs> frown instantly. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, man, uh, as far as the Mandal- uh, Mandalorian goes, uh, for this behind the scenes thing, that's really all about I got, um, do yeah, you have me too? Okay. well, anyway, thank you all for joining us here on The Mandalorian uh, After Show Show. Don't forget, uh, first of all, to follow us here for everything related to The Mandalorian. Uh, Also, don't forget over on our other podcast channel, The Movie Wasteland. We're still in the middle of summer of Star Wars. Uh, We're reviewing all of the Star Wars movies right now, and uh, we just today we uh actually just reviewed uh, return of the jedi so uh that should be on the podcast channel soon and uh then it's on to the sequel trilogy so uh be sure to join us there that's on the movie wasteland hey uh we also appreciate every like subscribe and uh you know five stars your rating basically <laughs> we really appreciate that helps us out and uh, lets us know how we're doing so be sure to do that as well ryan any last minute thoughts here no i was gonna
1: make a Wilro hood reference but we already made all of them there's only two the running and the ice cream maker that's all we can do
0: well you can get up and run and go get some ice cream or something i
1: did when you were doing that long-winded like outro i did yeah
0: that was really long-winded but uh no i'm just kidding we'll fix it in post but uh yeah (laughs) anyway thanks for joining us here on the mandalorian after show show and uh we'll see you next time